0: My name is
1: Holiday, and you're listening to the Three Count Podcast. What an, an unbelievable Welcome hey everybody to another great edition the- of the Three Count Podcast Presents now Entering the Ring. I am your host, Clifford Red Dog Miller, you know, the man that leads you up this mountain called wrestling. But like every good Sherpa, which is what you're going to refer to me as, you got to have someone who's been there, done that, and has more experience than you and can show you how to get up the mountain more efficiently. And so it's never about me. It's about who's entering the ring. And today, you can find this man at SCWA. You can find this man at Outbreak. You can find this man at Voltage, EPPW. AXW GWC. This is the man known as Captain Decapitate.
0: Wow, I'm at all those places. Yeah. I didn't even know. I didn't even know. That. Didn't even know that. <laughs> yeah, Captain Decapitate is my heel uh, uh, wrestling manager persona. Uh, right now, I'm just Jesse L. Green, but I'll tell you everything you want to know about Captain Decapitate and more. Well, great because we could talk about that, you know. But number one, I want to know how are you doing? Well, I'm doing great, doing great. It uh, we're we're finally uh, coming back from the uh, the COVID uh, shows are starting up, and uh, you know I've got the I've got the Captain Decapitate character. I've got a character named uh, Captain Mango. I do. Uh, uh, radio uh, dj internet radio dj show uh still working some movies as just l green other than that i sleep
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> i'm old enough i i can sleep when i want to
1: you know it's it's interesting though because like we met a few times like you know obviously like with sicken and we've met at different shows and stuff like that so i've always been interested in like just asking you like man like how did you like all right, first let's ask a question. Who is Captain Decapitate slash Who is Captain Mango slash Who is Jesse Green? I gotta know. Who are you? Okay, <laughs> you
0: say this is only a half an hour show, right? I'll give you a condensed version. I've been a Jimmy Buffett fan as long as I can remember. I think the first time I saw him in concert was was in '85. He still had the long blonde hair, and he might have only had Come Monday and Margaritaville out at the time. And Buffett tailgating is, you know, we get there at, uh, as early as what we can in the morning by 10 o'clock to set up for a concert that night. And it's kind of, it kind of becomes a, a little city in its own. People set up tiki bars. Uh, I've seen people bring in loads of sand, uh, real palm trees. And so I decided uh, probably 16, 17 years ago that I wanted to become a pirate. And my goal in life at that time was just to uh, make it on the, uh, uh, on the big screen at a Buffett concert. Well, <laughs> I, I've made it on the big screen so many times. I've been in, in uh, some of his videos, his background people. I know all the coral reefers. I've never met Jimmy personally. That's still on my, still on my bucket list. But um, from that, I went to a concert one year, and Kenny Chesney was playing later that, uh, that season. So I go back to see Kenny. And at that time, there was a lot of cowboy boots and cowboy hats. And I kind of, as a pirate, I kind of stood out. He's gotten a whole lot more um, trop rock since then. And so I'm in like the fifth row. They dropped the curtain. I knew Kenny uh, saw me cause he walked over his guitar player pointed at me and they both smiled. And I thought, wow, that was worth the price of admission right there. <laughs> but halfway through the concert, uh, one of the security guys at the venue comes up to me and he goes, come with me. And I said, what did I do? And I knew him from going to, to this venue so often. And he goes, just come with me. So we're walking up the aisle and he's, he's going, uh, You know what? You're not going to believe it. I'm working backstage tonight, and Kenny wants you up on stage. So don't ask me what happened that time out on stage, because uh, this was at uh, Nissan Pavilion that probably seats, I would guess, I'm a poor judge of people, but I would guess 25,000 people, 28,000 people maybe with Vlon. And when you walk out on that stage, man, it just – all you start seeing is people and people and people and people and people. (laughs) So I have no idea what, I have no idea what was said that time, but anyhow, move on from that. I've been on stage with him out on stage with him uh, one other time. And then two other times, if he sees me in the audience, he'll send security out to get me so I can watch the concert from the side of the stage. So, um, Probably six years ago, maybe seven years ago, uh, an actress from DC saw my pirate pictures and wanted to do a photo shoot with me. She, she was at the time, she was big into steampunk. So she wanted to do a steampunk pirate photo shoot. We did it, we hit it off, and she said, You need to be in the movies. And I said, Well, hook me up. So she got me in uh, a movie called Mills versus Zombies. And <laughs> I was just to be there one day to play a pirate zombie. And I guess I did okay because they had me back for nine more days of shooting. And I played 10 different zombies in that movie. Wow. And that was, that was like I said, six, seven years ago. And I've been involved with, boy, it's tough too, because there's some movies I've worked on that uh, haven't come out yet. There's some that won't ever come out. You know, that's just the movie business, but uh, probably around 50 movies I've been involved with and uh, starred in a couple. But, you know, a lot of them are just, uh, you know, uh, co-starring roles. Well, one of the movies I did uh, probably about three years ago um, was called Wrestle Massacre. And I got to work with like six, eight eight big name wrestlers, which for me, I've been a wrestling fan since I was like eight years old. And for me, that was just dream come true to be able to meet these guys and actually work with them. And I got to talk talking to a guy um, that I met, uh, Ryan Box from Outbreak Wrestling. Hmm. And I told him my love for wrestling. And I, I said, I've never been physically fit enough to think about being a wrestler, but I'd love to try being a manager. So I showed him Captain Mango and he goes, yeah, we'll give you a try. He said, but we need a heel. And I said, well, I can't make Captain Mango a, a bad guy. You know, I, I've worked quite a few years on establishing that character. So I came up with uh, came up with uh, Captain Decapitate. He's uh, just a little bit nastier version of uh, Captain Mango. Uh, instead of wearing you know white shirts and, and bright colors and light pants and all, I wear all black. And uh, you know, wear out contacts and blacking out my eyes. So I look a whole lot more evil and, and, you know, um, uh, Captain Decapitate is pretty much an asshole. You know, he's, uh, don't, I don't, I'm not sure that character has many friends, you know, I hope I do in the wrestling business, but I don't think that character has many friends. And so I tried it out and, um, I've been in all the, uh, you know, all the, um, and probably a couple you didn't mention because some of them were just a one-time show, you know, somewhere, but, uh, it's been good. It's been good. Had a lot of fun. I I, I tell people I've been a pirate for probably, man, I don't know, 18 years, something like that. And at one time I, I I still own it, but at one time I had a $90,000, uh, custom chopper that, uh, I would go to bike shows and I'd have girls that work with me as my winches and mermaids. And I thought, man, that's the most fun I'm ever going to have in life right there. And then when I, and then when I got into acting in movies, I thought, no, that's the most fun I'm ever going to have in life. None, neither one of those two compared to professional, right? I mean, you know, you, you, are involved in the business. There is nothing, no better feeling than standing behind that curtain And I've been around long enough that they start booing me, you know, and you stand (laughs) back there and waiting for your music to break and, you know, go out and I just figure out uh, how I can, how it can piss them off more. You know, if you're a heel and you don't get a mic in your hand, which you don't, when you first start out, you can only piss people off one-on-one. But once you get that mic in your hand, you can piss off the whole, the whole (laughs) venue all at one time. So it's a whole lot, it's a whole lot easier of being a heel with a mic in your hand. So
1: yeah, I was going to say, it's, I was going to say it's interesting because I remember meeting you and we we're at, I remember just seeing you backstage and I was like, who is that? <laughs> like, I just, I gravitated to you. And I remember like you came out with a person who's been on the show, Randy Lawson. And, uh, I was like, well, oh, I don't understand. Like, and I see Randy's character. And then I see you, and I was like, "Are they like a pirate team?" Like I'm, I was, <laughs> but like I was just so I found myself so like wrapped up, and I was like, "I I can't separate myself from the fan aspect um, and the wrestling <laughs> aspect." Like I'm just genuinely together. I'm just a huge mark of it. So I was like, "All right," I was like, "I don't care. I just enjoy watching you guys work." <laughs> oh man, I'm still,
0: I'm still, I'm still a total mark, even on the indie shows. I just, um, uh, you know, I, I, like I said, I've been a wrestling fan basically all my life. I've never swayed away from it, never not been a wrestling fan. And now to be able to get involved with it, even at the independent level, and now I'm right at ringside and I see the stuff that you all do. There, there are a lot of times I don't have to fake, you know, uh, emotions or selling something because I'm, I'm just like, oh, man, how did he not get hurt doing that? Yeah. You know, it's, uh, but yeah, Randy, uh, Randy is probably, oh, might be one of my least connected characters to me. You know, it, uh, because uh, who I work with a lot is Sabal, mm-hmm. Sabal Del Mar from up, uh, up around Hamburg, Pennsylvania. And he's the, uh, in fact, I, I, uh, way back when him and I met, I kind of renewed his enthusiasm for uh, um, professional wrestling, and he came up with the character Sabal Del Mar. He's supposed to be a, I think, a three hundred and seventeen year old sea demon, and so he's he's about the closest that I come. And I've had uh, I've had guys uh, uh, we've called him the Cruel Blood had um, got a tag team now. They call the Dead Sea, and uh, I just hooked up. Uh, about a month ago, with uh, Beastman from uh, from out in uh, Wheeling, West Virginia area, I think. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so you know, it, I think what they try to do is hook me up with uh, odd characters. You know, I'm not sure. I'm not sure uh, Larson is odd, but um, you know, it works.
1: Well, Larson is just an asshole. <laughs> i'll say it I, I know you're paying attention lawson i know you're watching this like, he's just an asshole <laughs> hey man if you're if you're watching i want to
0: thank you for not uh being able to make the show last saturday night because you know what happens you don't get booked i don't get booked but i hope scwa had a good good show last uh like were you at that one
1: yeah or yeah no? i was at
0: that one i was at yeah. i
1: was at the last scwa show yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, I didn't I didn't get booked because Randy couldn't make it. And uh, oh, was it was it that Randy couldn't make it or that Randy chose not to make it because he doesn't like people from West Virginia? Well, (laughs)
0: probably a combination, probably a combination.
1: (laughs) Yeah, like he's like, oh, I can't make the show. Yeah. Uh, Well, I know he likes that. What's
0: what's the town that's in that shows in um, Uh, Glendale Glendale? Yeah, I know he has something going on with the fans there where he uh, <laughs> They don't like him. Yeah, you know, I, I, I'm i not sure what it but when we're out there, you hear him chanting Glendale and it seems like he's, you know, uh, cheering them on but
1: I guess in some way making fun of them. I, I don't know. Well, I loved it one time like we were there and you know, for our fans, they can actually go check out the SCW page because we've actually had uh S C W A actually on the show too as well. But they can go check it out. They can see where, you know, Lawson was like someone was like, go back to Glendale. He's like, We're in Ooh, Glendale. That's, it, that's, it, that's what they do. Yeah. Yeah. That's what they do. I love like I love the inner I love the fans, man. I just love the fans giving them back to um just, just yeah. to everybody. You know well, like, i um uh,
0: yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, you know, now that I say Larson couldn't make it, I'm not sure uh, uh, Commissioner Willie wasn't behind us not being there. He doesn't like me. He uh, some couple shows back, he accused me of cheating and had me thrown out of the arena. And then Larson lost the 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 title when he clearly won it without any any outside interference from me. I don't. I don't. Uh, Captain Decapitate doesn't cheat. We Damn. don't cheat.
1: Who would you know? <laughs> I, I, it guess?
0: And it insults me that he accuses me of that. So, you know, it might have been him not booking, you know, not booking us. And now I understand they're not going to have a show till springtime. Now, so uh, I guess that'll just build up my uh, my hate to him till uh, it's going to come down. It's going to there's going to be a match either between Commissioner <laughs> Willie and I, or one of my guys and who he picks yeah. and he he might, he might not want to see who
1: one of my guys are.
0: So that's, that's for you, commissioner Willie. That's for you.
1: (laughs) Speaking of a possible match between you guys, I'm just curious, like as a manager, what's the worst bump you've taken? I took a chair to the
0: back down in EPPW from uh, Eric Ecton. Um, I've taken a kick to the head from um, Chris Slade up in uh, up, up in the Outbreak. Actually, he, he brought in a, because I, I hate being called Captain Crunch. And he claimed, again, he claimed I cheated, chased me around the ring. I went into the ring and he somehow hit a bottle, a ca- uh, bottle, yeah. Box of Captain Crunch brought it into the ring, threw it at me. As soon as I caught it, he kicked the box right into my head and completely knocked me out. So, yeah, you know, I, I probably got some pretty hard bumps coming up because um, when we uh, when we had our uh, Voltage show a couple of weeks ago, uh, that was my introduction of Beast Man. Were you
1: on that show? I was not there, but okay. I had heard.
0: Yeah, About there was,
1: <laughs> there was, um,
0: well, first off, sicken I love you, man. You know, you, you know, you've trained me, you're my mentor. And I was uh, complete seriousness when I came in that I wanted to c- congratulate you. You know, this isn't, isn't really between you and me, but I'm a pirate and I like gold and you got gold and I'm. I'll come right through you to get it, but sorry. (laughs) And so, you know, he, he, he beat, uh, he beat Corey Bush, went back in the ring and started celebrating, holding the the belt over his head and everything. And I, and it was too much for Beastman and I, so I go back in and kind of sucker him into, and Beastman comes in and, and just annihilates him and, uh, some of the ride, uh, city guys came in, he <laughs> annihilated them. And then he threw, man, I don't know, 10, 12, 15 <laughs> chairs into the ring. We're chasing people out of seats. And and uh Nick was not happy about that because he wasn't folding the chairs up. He was just <laughs> throwing them in open. So that <laughs> the uh legs and the back and the seat was all hitting uh hitting over over Nick. So uh I don't think uh, I don't think Sicken is, is real happy with me now, and you know I'm, I'm I'm sorry, Nick. I really don't care. You know, I really don't care. Like I said, I don't have anything against you, buddy. It's just I like gold. You got gold, and I think Beastman can take that away from me. We got a show coming up in two weeks here in Hagerstown for Baldy Tracing, and I got. Um, Hyena. Hyena Pax, yeah, Yeah. It's going up against him. Now, I don't know. I've got an ongoing feud with the, uh, with the owner of Boldy Wrestling too, because he, he didn't book me for the first show because they had a, in fact, this all goes back. Sicken wouldn't have the belt. If they were to let Beastman in that original tournament way back at the original show, but he wouldn't allow him in. So that's another, another whole issue. But, um, I just saw I just saw the the ad on Facebook once it came back up <laughs> that right. um, it's a non-title match. So you know I'm going to have some choice words between now and a week from Saturday the 16th about that. How how come I bring a guy in and I can't get a title match? You know what's you know I don't I don't I don't understand why you do that independent show. People were paying good money to come there. The champions involved in it. Why can't it be a title match? You know, you're cheating. The, you're cheating the fans. <laughs> like I said, yeah. I never, I never cheat. So I don't like seeing fans cheated. Hey, but, uh, I,
1: you know what? Captain makes a point though. Captain makes a point. Like I can't, can't fault the logic.
0: <laughs> you know why even
1: why even show up and
0: have a match if. I was thinking of an analogy, but the only, the only analogies I can think of, you know, aren't clean analogies.
1: That's fine. Don't worry about that. Well, part. it's kind of like,
0: i odd got one, you know, having a, having a non-title match with the champ involved, it kind of, kind of like kissing your sister. Why? <laughs> Why? <laughs> you know? Just so you can Why? tie? <laughs> what? No. Yeah, so get, you know, so my, so my guy wins. What do we get? What do we get? You know, I might you know. even pull my guy out halfway through the match. What's it matter? You know, go, okay, we're done. It doesn't matter anyhow. It's we're true. out of here. It's we earned true. our we earned our we earned our gate money,
1: you know. It's <laughs> <laughs> very true. It's very true. I'm just I, I'm curious though, man, like because you've been in the business for a while, but you've also, I mean, let's just be real, you're mad experience. So I just need to know something. Regardless if it's whether in life or in the wrestling business, what's been one of the hardest lessons you've had to learn?
0: Oh, let me see. There's a couple of them. One, one, of the, one of the biggest lessons in life is that not everybody you meet in life is meant to be there for the rest of your life. Some people are just meant to get you from point A to point B. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's hard to, uh, sometimes that, that's hard to accept. You know that uh, somebody that was in, in, important to you, in whatever way—business, wrestling, personal—and then they're not part of your life anymore. It's not always a bad thing. You know, they—they they got you from wherever you were at to wherever you're at now, and that—that that was their—that was their job. So, uh, and same way when wrestling, like I said, you know, Nick trained me. I think he trained me pretty well. But, you know, it's gotten to the point now where, you know, Sicken and I have crossed paths. So, you know, thanks for the training, buddy. But uh, we'll see how well you train me.
1: (laughs) I like it. I like it a lot. Um, So normally, like wrestlers, I don't know how it is really with managers, but usually wrestlers don't eat before a show. They usually have like that big post-match meal or even that post-match snack. So I'm very curious about it. What is your... Post event meal. Hmm. I don't really have
0: one. I don't. Uh, I, I, and it's not for any reason because I'm not out there. I'm certainly not out there doing the, the physical stuff that you all do. You know, I mean, I try to. Uh, the way I the way I look at it is, I'm out there for for ten minutes. I'm not the I'm not the main attraction there. It's Certainly you know, the two guys or the four guys or the six, six guys in the ring, you know, they're the main attraction. But I'm kind of a side attraction. And so what I try to do during the, during the whole match is I try to move around the ring for a couple reasons. One, if I stay in one area of the ring, those people didn't pay their 20 bucks for that front row seat to see my ass for 10 minutes. <laughs> you know? But on the other hand, those people on the other side of the ring didn't pay 20 bucks to not see me. So I try to move around the ring and it's, uh, um, I've been, um, I've gotten advice against that, you know, that I, that I move too much that, you know, if my guy happens to be in the ring and needs help, he doesn't know where I'm at to get help. But um, I just try to move, you know, I, I I don't want to, I don't want to be, and I've talked to some Hill, you know, managers that say, you know, if they get somebody that says, hey, you're in my way, they'll just stand there and make themselves as big as what they can. Well, you know, Captain Decapitated, not that much of an asshole, you know? I wouldn't like it if I paid that 20 bucks for that seat and somebody stood in front of me the whole match, you know? Yes. So, uh, plus, as I get around the ring, I can piss off more people, you know?
1: <laughs> Block more people. That's – see – you don't want to be an asshole to one person. You want to be an asshole to everybody. I want
0: to, I want to, I want to distribute my
1: assholeness. (laughs) (laughs) I get it. I get it. All right. All right. So no real. You you, you were, you were at the matchup in,
0: um, what's that new company?
1: uh, HWF. HWF.
0: You were at that match, right? I was, I was there. Yeah. Um, they, they they say that I threw hot sauce in the guy's eyes. I I haven't seen the video footage of it yet. I thought he was asking me to taste it and I might have spilled a little bit on him, but they they say I intentionally threw it in his eyes. But uh, until, I, I see, until I see the video, you know? From what place, I heard,
1: it was fantastic. Yeah, it was I tell you
0: what, that was the, uh, in, you know, in,
1: uh, in the, um,
0: uh, wrestling business when, you know, when, when I, I had watched it all those years, not only as a fan, but as I, I watched it as a business, as an entertainment entity, you know? And so when I was able to get involved in it, I kind of understood what, what we're out there doing, you know, we're, we're there to entertain the people if you're if you're a face you're there to make them love you if you're a heel, you're there to make them hate you and uh although a funny story before my first show i i have a house down in daytona beach and uh jimmy hart used to have a bar about three four miles from my house and every time i was down there i'd go watch raw and smackdown with him you know nothing cooler than watching raw and smackdown On a stool beside Jimmy Hart, you know? (laughs) And so I asked him before the first match, I said, uh, you know, so how, because Captain Mango had never been used to being, and I've never been used to being booed or hated, you know? And I said, you know, Jimmy, how do you handle that? And he goes, baby, let me tell you. He said, every boo you hear is a cheer. And he (laughs) said, the worst thing is you want to go out, if you go out there and you don't hear any noise, he said, "That's the worst thing," and that's what I, I found. That's what promoters want to hear. You know, they want to want to hear noise. And I have to tell you, that night with the uh, with the hot sauce incident, as I'll call it, um, hot I sauce think gate, that, yeah, hot sauce <laughs> gate. I think that was the 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 most heat I think I've ever I think I've ever uh, ever drew. They they were they were a hot crowd that night. And then yeah. I you know, and, and they, they they weren't a they they weren't a super big crowd. What do you think? A hundred maybe?
1: Uh no, I think it was more than that, probably like 50, 150, 200. Oh, was it? Yeah. I had done a fast.
0: show, I think, right before that or right after that for like over four hundred people up at the Hamburg Fieldhouse. But now there had been a convention all day long, and Hamburg Fieldhouse doesn't have air conditioning. So if you're ever gonna do a show in Hamburg Fieldhouse, prepare. Because it it gets scorching in there in the summertime. But they had been there for convention all day. And we were like the, I think the second match out. And I couldn't get those, I couldn't get those people to clap or boo. And it was, that was a long 10 minutes. If you can't get the, (laughs) if you can't get the, uh, if you can't get the, as a hill if you can't get the audience involved. And it was, you know, it was. The guys in uh, the guys in the ring were hot, you know, I'm not sure their performance was up to even their standards. And so, you know, a lot of it led to it, but uh, yeah, I've been, you know, uh, EPPW, they used to only draw 50, maybe 60 people, but they were a good hot crowd. And so that, um, that's what, that's what you needed if you're a manager.
1: Does it, does it work the same way for you in the ring? You feed off noise? Oh yeah. Oh, definitely. I, I, I think about it like this, right? So it's something I, I, I think about a lot and it's funny cause you kind of touched on it with Jimmy saying it, right? It's just that I think about it just like Eric Bischoff does, right? Where Eric Bischoff used to say that whether, uh, whether they love you or they hate you, business is good like that's, yeah. that's all you want um you either want them to love you or you want them to hate you but either way either way business is good it's it's when you don't get reactions is when like that's yeah. not good yeah. that's when things have to like you have to change things to get them to do something so i always think about and that, that probably, when i go yeah, out there.
0: that probably doesn't that probably doesn't matter how good a performer you are you know in the as the manager if you can't get the crowd involved promoters aren't going to book you no you know but I think, I think nowadays, I think um, most of the wrestling fans understand the, the uh, entertainment value of professional wrestling, you know, because I'll have, I mean, I can't, I can't look around and see exactly who's booing me or who's hitting me in the back as I walk by or who's cussing me or whatever. But um, I sell a lot of merchandise and I'll, I'll sell that lot of merchandise after you know, after I had a match where they were booing me for 10 minutes. So, uh, you know, I, I, but then again, I, you know, my, my character being a pirate, you know, way back when I started doing this clip, I had no idea of the universal appeal of pirates. I mean, it doesn't matter, you know, what race, male, female, young, old, everybody loves pirates. And uh, so I think even though, even though I'm a, a you know, uh, an asshole, I think the fact that I'm a pirate uh, gives me a little uh, gives me a little play there, you know. It oh. might be different if I was just a, a manager out there in a suit and tie, and I was an asshole. I probably wouldn't sell merchandise at all, you know. But people people were like pirates.
1: Oh, people want to be things that they 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 aren't themselves. Like, you know, you catch those people who are like, I want to be an I want to be a military guy, but you know, like I never was in the military, but then you see people who are like, I always wanted to be an astronaut or I always wanted to be a pirate or I always wanted to be, you know, like Red Dog, which I don't know if anybody says that, but people also say I want to be a superhero, but they always want to be what they can't be, and so like you genuinely see like interest in it, and that's like except for you, like I could not stop looking, (laughs) so I was like yo, like we have a, I I remember being at the show and I was injured when I went to the first show and I was like, I was like we have a pirate on this show like people really go out for all this and so yeah, I was like yeah. I I remember like the first match I had with um with Ron Holiday at SCWA like my character was like very like sh- very straightforward no play like just in in the zone and like I didn't I don't remember getting any real reactions from anybody and I was like because you know one people didn't people didn't know me there at that place but two like yeah. I didn't know what I was doing either and even like this most recent show like at, at SCWA we'll use for an example like the moment I came out the curtain like I'm loud I'm very voiceful like people know like I'm very like animated and people are just like into it like right away and even like so I ended up wrestling Allura, uh, Luna Chick, right the Luna Chick, uh Allura oh, okay. and uh yeah, so, like, you know, just getting to play with the fans and stuff and, like, jocking back and forth with them, and they were laughing yeah. at me, and obviously, like, Alora, like, we, it was just a wild, wild night, but we had we had so much fun with the crowd, and the crowd was getting involved with us, and good. it, it was just two comedy characters that were just vibing off each other, and we were just, you could feel like, because, like, right before our match, right, was the tag title championship match, and then you know, so you had pure ignorance versus uh Dog Nation, and they had like a great match, and the crowd was like really invested into them. So you would figure like the crowd might be kind of drained. So you need to, yeah. you know. But our match is next, and like I don't know how to hold back. Elora doesn't know how to hold back. So when we hit the hit the ring, like we are super animated, super like we. I'm I'm trying to get the ref to break at all times. Like I just, at one point in time, I just put it out there right. I have a. I'm backing the Laura up into a corner, and I have her in a corner, right? And the ref's like, one, two, three, four, and I let go, right? And he goes, "Let her out the corner." I was like, "You need to watch your language, okay?" I was like, "That is a lady right there, and you don't tell her what corner she has to come out of because maybe she's (laughs) happy in the corner on the corner, and like, yeah, (laughs) it's so like it. It and the crowd heard me, and the crowd's laughing about it, and like. It was, it was just a fun time. And like, I think about the matchups that I've had with like Sicken and Beastman, like they're like legitimately, like my character, now that my character is like, I kind of finally just let me go, I'm getting the reactions that I want. And I'm like, this is what's supposed to be happening anyway. And so, yeah, it's, yeah, it was very tough. Like the first couple, first couple of matches I had, cause I was like, I don't know who I am. I just know that I'm a military dude. who's very serious about everything. And I don't really interact with the crowd, so I was like, "No, no, no, we got to, we got to reinvent this yeah. whole thing."
0: <laughs> I know you. You were talking about that you weren't a superhero. Maybe you need to rename yourself Red Dog ESP. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, <laughs> that, that what, she, what she calls herself though.
1: The, the ESP. The,
0: oh no, no! Wait a minute. That's that. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. A- yeah, that's... Uh, what's, the, what's the girl with the cape and... Uh, oh, A-S-H. Yeah, 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 A-S-H. That's it. There you go. <laughs> Almost you, you, you need to be uh you know, Red Dog. A-S-H.
1: <laughs> well, course, it's funny because,
0: like, I you took... Get
1: that, you're going to get a call from Vince and he's going, what are you doing, boy? What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> we'll just, like, play off of it. Like, normally a superhero. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you but, go. like, I... So... The funny thing is, is like my character is so much like Deadpool that, like, I, I, and the way, the way I am in a ring, like, obviously, I'm, I'm like it's me, turned up to a million, and it's just, it's a load of fun, and people just genuinely, I can hear, like, people are now getting like that, that, that sense that that's who I am, and yeah. now it's like, all right, so if I start going to other, other places and start meeting other people, like, how am I going to continue to portray this, and that's that's where the trick is going to come into, and you know, like. I've been hitting up other veterans and just asking them like, Hey, how would you do this in a new environment? Like somewhere you haven't been before. So it's, it's been a lot of fun to like learn and grow. And I know like a lot of guys who've like worked with me before, man, they've they've come back and they're like, dude, like the, the change that you have and the growth you've had in your care is just crazy.
0: Yeah. uh, I, you know, I've changed some things up. One of, one of the big things, you know, when I'd come out with my guy, I would just kind of walk around the ring like I was a badass, you know, and just kind of stare people down and all. And then I started looking at that and I, I'm thinking, you know what? I'm wasting a, a good minute and a half, two minutes where I could be going after that crowd, you know? So now I kind of come out. In fact, uh, I did, uh, uh, the last voltage show. Well, it, it went back to, uh, EPPW, the, um, there used to be two two people went there all the time, and they sat right out by the entranceway. And as soon as you come out, they had the little plastic megaphones. And I was at a yard sale, and I saw, uh, you know, a battery-powered megaphone. So I painted it gold. I, I, I glued, uh, you know, uh, gold coins on it, you know, make it look piratey. And so one time I came out, and they started yelling at me. You know, I just pulled out from behind me and right in their face, you know, with it, full glass. So how do you like this? What do you think about this now? It's not so fun, is it? (laughs) And so um, I, um, where was it I used it? Oh, we did did some tapings for the uh, uh, Contagion Cup for Outbreak Quarantine, which is kind of like a branch off of Outbreak. We're still part of their shows. But we're kind of a division, division on our own, and I took it up there for the taping, and it went over pretty good. I'm uh, I'm thinking I'm probably going to use that more because you know again, uh, I can't always walk out and get the mic in my hand at every show. That's got to be you know that's got to be done sparingly or it's going to get old. But with a megaphone in my hand, I can I can yell at people and uh, make fun of them and. And I, I'm not a big I'm not a big guy. I know there's some managers out there that start, you know, um, like the old joke. You know, must be you know if the toothbrush brush was invented in West Virginia, it, uh, no, if it was, it had to be invented in West Virginia because if it was invented anywhere else, it'd be a toothbrush. A toothbrush. Yeah. And you know, I don't like I don't like insulting insulting people like that. You know, I'll, I'll do generalization, you know, that I don't like them or, or something like that. But I don't like doing jokes, you know, saying that they smell. And I know one manager passes out bars of soap when he comes in, you know, and says, you know, learn how to use this. You know, I that's not my that I, he does it and he does it good. But, you know, it's not my stick. I don't want to I don't want to uh, be little people. I just want to. Make them mad at me, you know, <laughs>
1: <laughs> but you know what sometimes like getting that heat like from the, sometimes low hanging fruit it's it's just fun to pick at like I know like yes,
0: i I have done it you know if <laughs> uh, if the situation presents itself you know um yeah i I'll, I'll I'll come up with I'll come up with some comments i know uh, at the uh at the last um voted show, I had set up because the first time there. You know, Captain Mango is with the. I had a ninety thousand dollar motorcycle, and I had girls that work with me as my wenches and mermaids. So Captain Mango always had, you know, models around him. And so I, I do the first voltage show, and I know the owners of the bar where it's at. And I said, I need a, a hot chick to walk out with. Me. They said well, we got a bartender who'll do it. So she walks out with on the patio, you know, and then between that time and and just a couple of weeks ago. I talked her into wearing a winch outfit and going out and walking around with me. You know, and I, I told her to, uh, um, you know, not follow my instructions a couple of times. And, you know, one time I said, you know what? And in, in West Virginia, Martinsburg, West Virginia is known for um, adult entertainment uh, places, you know, <laughs> strip bars. And So I told her, and uh, I, I yelled at her and said, you know, you, your ass can go back in there bartending. And I said, I'll go across the street and get me a real
1: winch. <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh, man, that would have gone over so well. <laughs>
0: you people that could hear, it. you know, that's the, that's the thing. Little crowds. You can. If they're not as loud, they can hear everything you say. You know when you get to the bigger crowds, then what you say vocally might only hit the first second row, right you know, so
1: yeah, I was working, and uh Alora was there, and she had her tongue, and you know she does the blue tongue thing, and I was like, I was like, "Can someone help? She looks like a giant lizard, <laughs> <laughs> and people were just like. Someone someone I heard someone in a crowd randomly go, it looks like she ate a Murf, a smurf. And I was like, <laughs> Oh, that's good.
0: <laughs> uh, she she's the girl that, that travels with the, the caveman guy.
1: Yeah, she travels with with, with Uggy and yeah. uh um um Crazy Shay. Yeah. Crazy Shay. Now is she married to one of them? Shay, Crazy Shay. Shay.
0: Crazy Shay. Yeah, I I told I told both of them uh that last show we were out at uh all three of those characters, I enjoyed that show. They 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 got their characters down. They got their characters down, especially Crazy Shay. You know, I've heard heard tales about him way before I ever met him. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he does the fire thing anymore. I, I don't know. know he 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 was the guy that did the, the and that went bad, right? Yeah, that was
1: yeah. I that's what I remember hearing. Yeah.
0: I you know, and
1: I, I I tell you, um,
0: man, I'd have to think hard of somebody that I. I mean, I can think of a couple people over the the three close to four years I've been involved in pro wrestling, but man, most of the most of the locker rooms are just great guys, you know. There's a couple. There's a couple, you know, and that's and to me as coming from an outsider, just getting into it. That kind of surprises me, you know, because there's not anybody that's in this business that doesn't have an ego, you know, because if you don't have some kind of ego that needs fed, you wouldn't get in this type of business. Right. You know, And, but, uh, you know, most of them, uh, you know, they, uh, they go out there, do their entertaining, and then when we come back to the locker room, then they're just normal guys, you know. I don't, yeah. t- I don't see I don't see a lot of uh egos carried over. Unless somebody, you know, got potatoed or
1: <laughs> that happens. You know? That happens.
0: Yeah, and that happens. That happens or get power chairs thrown on them, you know, then yeah. they get they get they get a little pissy, but you know.
1: <laughs> yeah, and they get stand on some Legos, it happens.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. But well, I think a lot of a lot of the things if uh you know, like that, if uh
1: the opponent
0: had an inkling of what was going to happen. They might be okay. But when it's just <laughs> from out
1: of the blue, they get a little
0: they get a little upset.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, it's funny you mentioned that, though, man, being in and out of different locker rooms all the time for like the last three, four years. I'm curious, give me one rule of a, give me a do and a don't of the locker room.
0: Well, actually, a do and a don't is going to be the same thing do when you go when you no matter what locker room you go in and um i've seen this from people who's been um you know stars at wwe you know and they on their um i guess downhill side now you know doing independent shows um when you go into when you walk into the locker room make sure you say hi and shake everybody's hand and the don't is don't go into the locker room and not say hi and shake everybody's hand, no matter how big a star you are, you know. Because at some at some point you were that you were that kid there for the that first your first show, you know, and uh, and I see it I see it all the time. Like I said, there's you know I've run into a couple people, only a few, only I actually I can only think of one name, you know. But I I, I know there's been been one or two other but there are very few that just think that they're better than the rest of the locker room. And, you know, and, in independent wrestling, if, um, if you'd be that much better than everybody else in that, in that locker room, you probably wouldn't be in, still be an in independent wrestling. You know, you might be, you might be. So like I said, there's some egos there that, and it, they're very few. They're very few. Most of them are like, um, you know they're there to uh to entertain the crowd and the and the veterans you know most of the veterans I've met I've never met any of them that haven't been nice, and you know they'll just you can sit there that, as much as time will allow you know, and they'll just feed you what knowledge they have, you know which is great i don't I don't know you see that in a lot of uh in a lot of locker rooms and stuff. I've never been. I've never been. uh, I've never been athletic enough to participate in a lot of sports. So I haven't ever seen a lot of locker rooms. But man, I tell people these locker rooms are professional wrestling. Those guys are like that, man. You know, because it's uh, you know, professional wrestling is. um, It's got some risky stuff to it you know and every time when you go out there you know I don't have to tell you this but every time you go out there you're depending on that other guy to protect you and vice versa you're you're going to protect him i mean that's always the last thing i hear from promoters is you know just be safe tonight you know because it's uh, you know it, it's in lots of times it's just a matter of i i i ventures I say, I'm glad you all do what you do. I just stand out there and cause havoc and (laughs) choke out people and maybe throw hot sauce every now and then, you know, but, uh, I'm, I'm right there at ringside and and some of the, some of the shit I see you all do off the top rope and, uh, you know, and, uh, I I don't even know the words of some of the stuff, but, um, I'm like, man, I can't, you know, that had to look good to the crowd, and because I'm right there ringside, and it looked damn good to look damn good to me. So, you know, I, I I I don't know how much I appreciate all everybody I've met in in uh, professional wrestling. It's uh, I, I love this sport. <laughs> or, yeah. or sport entertainment, depending on.
1: It don't matter. It's hey, it's, it's pro wrestling. I love being involved with it and all the stuff that I've been able to grow with in just the last couple of years. It's, it's been, well, I didn't even say it like that last, you know, 19, some months, months that I've been involved. It's been, it's been super entertaining. So this does take me though, to the second best segment of the three count yeah. podcast. The first best is the red dogs power ranking. So if you ask me, I'm going to tell you that you can catch them live on our debate show every Sunday, It is the Red Dots Power Rankings. But this is the three count podcast, 10 count questions. I missed it. Decapitate this house, gonna work. I'm sorry, Captain Decapitate this house, gonna work. Yep, watch
0: yourself there. Watch yourself. Yep, yep,
1: yep. I'm gonna ask you 10 questions rapid, fast. Okay. And then whatever your answer is, that's your answer. Is this
0: PG friendly?
1: Oh, this is absolutely R rated. Okay, good. <laughs> so. if,
0: I don't, if I don't have an answer for you, I'm probably gonna go, oh fuck. <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right. So uh, let's, okay. put on, we'll let's put on let's put on imaginary timer for added pressure. Bing. And here we go. Smackdown a raw. Uh, raw. Favorite movie. Oh. Probably Titanic. Hey, except for the love story, except for the love story part <laughs> I just like the part where the boat goes under
0: oh i I don't know how many times I've watched that because you know again with movies, I've always watched movies like man, how do they do that and that that would to me that was the coolest part. I always thought if I ever got involved in uh in in movies or any production, it'd be from the background, mm. you know. To do that stuff, but uh, yeah, Titanic. I just watch it for how do they, how do they, I don't, I, I, you know, I don't know how they do that. I understand the set and everything, but I don't understand how they do
1: it. Yeah, Titanic. So, I've watched that movie like 50 plus times. I still can't believe that they crashed into the iceberg. I always think it's going to change, never happens. So, yes.
0: you would think you would think after 50 times they'd,
1: <laughs> veered they veered to the just, left,
0: yeah. I mean, they only had to get straight on. Know, Maybe ten feet, twelve feet. That it was. I've always been a. I've always had a, a I don't know. Thing for the Titanic. I don't know. I. In fact, I have a, a picture here in my apartment. Uh, it was by a, a an artist named Ken Marshall. It does a lot of Titanic uh, paintings. And I went to see that exhibit that was going around the United States. And the only thing that they'll bring up from the Titanic that they'll make money off of that they'll sell as pieces of coal. And so I got it framed real nice and I got three pieces of coal in this, in this picture. And so, uh, you know, did it really come from the Titanic? I don't know. You know, I like collecting autographs, you know, (laughs) that picture I bought at Derek Jeter because I'll I'll never meet him. Did Derek Jeter sign up? I don't know. But as long as I was willing to pay X amount of money for it, and it's hanging on my wall, and I go, Derek Jeter signed that. That's all that matters to me. When I die, you know, uh, I don't know who's going to get my shit. But uh, whoever gets it, they'll take it to somebody, and they'll go, that's not Derek Jeter's. I'm not going to worry about it by then. Uh, (laughs) You might as well reset your timer now.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, no, no. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, Marvel or DC? Uh, Don't know much about either one. Cool. So, favorite color? Green, because that's my name. I'm curious about this one though. Sonic or Mario? Again, I don't.
0: I was never, never into that. Never. Into- I was never into comic books. I was never into playing video games. I'd say probably Mario um, simply because I know who he is, Sonic. that's the hedgehog
1: right 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 yeah yeah but i don't know all the crowd all the crowd that watches the show they're gonna be like how does he not know who sonic is well you know what's funny is when
0: (laughs) when i get into when i get into making horror movies i have to really think to be able to tell you the difference between jason and michael myers Mm. you know i know one of them broke out of a mental hospital the other one got drowned in a lake and if I really think about it, I can tell you who's who. But you know, and they're like, "How do you how do you make horror movies?" And you don't know that simple stuff. And I go, "Do you have to? You know, is that? I mean, I know who I know who
1: Freddy Krueger is.
0: You know, I just Michael Myers and, uh, and Jason. I just they're so close. You know,
1: one's got a machete, the other one just carries a butcher knife. That's it.
0: And one of them wears a hockey mask, and the other one wears a William Shatner mask turned inside out yeah speaking of that to go off do you see where i heard uh next week william is going to go into space
1: oh my on one goodness of
0: those, on one of those right he's like 90 years old and he's going to go but that is so cool that captain kirk is finally going to get to go into outer <laughs> space <laughs>
1: that's wild that's yeah. wild yeah. kirk is going to be in space officially that's Oh,
0: i i that's i don't i don't have uh i don't have too many i've done just about everything i've wanted in life i mean i'd like to go down to the titanic i'd like to go into outer space um like see machu picchu but other than that you know i don't have i've done i've done uh my bucket list like 10 times over you know <laughs> But outer space, yeah, I'd love, but I'll never have that kind of money, you know. But okay, next question.
1: Favorite nickname.
0: Oh man. You know, I growing up I never had a I never had a nickname. I I I don't now now it, it seems strange to me when people just call call me
1: Jess. You know? <laughs> I'm not I'm not I'm not used to I've never had a nickname. Okay, okay. Alright, here's the here's a big question. Blackbeard or Davy Jones? Oh Blackbeard.
0: <laughs> oh, that's that's an easy one there, man. Blackbeard. He was <laughs> he was the man. Especially uh especially um in that in the uh, Pirates of the Caribbean movie where Blackbeard was in it and uh Ian McShane was Blackbeard. Ian McShane is is if he's not he's in my top three of favorite actors.
1: Mm. I I love Ian McShane. I loved him as... I loved him him in Deadwood. Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Um,
0: I was so glad with Deadwood that, because it ended pretty abruptly after three seasons, and then it was like, what, 10, 11, 12 years? And I never thought they'd make a... And they finally did. They made a movie. But, you know, David Milch wouldn't make wouldn't do it if you couldn't get every character back every person playing every character and it was funny you, you watch because I don't watch a lot of um I don't watch a lot of series you know I, I don't uh especially years ago when it was you know before um VCRs and all that I've never liked to be that I've got to be in my house every Wednesday night from nine to ten o'clock to watch an episode of something, you know, I don't, I don't like that. And I, and I can't, if I, if I watch, start watching a show and it doesn't get me in like the first show, maybe two shows I'm done. Yeah. And my ADD, I can't, I can't, if you don't, if you don't grab me, but Deadwood, Deadwood is by far, you didn't ask me that, but Deadwood is by far my favorite TV show ever. Ever. I watched that over and over.
1: I'm a big fan of him. Ian McShane as well because I loved him in uh in Kung Fu Panda actually as the voice of Lung, Like he was just oh, was my favorite.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. Cartoon,
0: I don't I don't I don't I didn't even know he did that.
1: Yeah, it was that it was just his voice is so iconic. And so when I saw him in Death Race, I was like duh. <laughs> I, I liked him in
0: I like them in um call too. Um, we are Marshall.
1: Mm.
0: I like him in that he played the That's... one kid's one kid's father. But yeah, any anything I see him in, he's you know, I just and he's kind of the same character every time. I've never seen him. Uh all the other characters, he's kind of still uh the guy from uh Deadwood just doesn't cuss as much. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So let's get in.
1: Favorite podcast.
0: Oh, uh, what's it say here? Three count podcast.
1: That's <laughs> that's right. That's right. That, that's what it says there. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Nominate one person that you want to see on this podcast. Oh.
0: Sabal's gonna kick my butt if I don't say him, but I'd have to have you had sicken on before? I've had sicken on. Oh, geez. And I'd say, you know, even though we got the feud now, I, I, I am actually looking forward to this because I just, you know, I've always, um, you know, admired him as a performer. And now that I get to be involved in a storyline with him, that's like, that's like, even though, even though we're going to kick your ass, you know, <laughs> just don't, Nick, just don't take it personal. You know, it's nothing personal here. It's only business. It's, on, it's only business. And, you know, if you wouldn't have that gold belt around your waist, I wouldn't even be picking on you. So, um, you know, <laughs> know, you know what you got to do? You could. Next time Beast Man shows up at a show, why don't you be nice? They'll introduce us first. We'll be in the ring. Just come out and just give it to Beast Man. You know, man, I know you're a better man than me. <laughs> I don't want my ass kicked again. I don't want to get hit by chairs. So here, you can just have it. <laughs> hey, nobody, nobody would think less of you. You know? No. Nope. I mean, because have you seen the difference between Beast Man and and Sicken? Yeah. You know, it's like. So that's 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 what I suggest you do at the uh, Boldy show down the road, Nick. Just walk out, come into the ring, give a little speech if you want to, and just hand the belt over to us, and then you won't get hurt.
1: <laughs> all right well last but not least my favorite question to ask every single person who comes on this show favorite curse word
0: oh well we were just talking about it's not my favorite curse word we were just talking about deadwood so i'd have to say cocksucker a <laughs> <That> favorite <is. laughs> favorite scene in that whole thing is uh what was it the chinese guy mr wu and anyhow, they were talking about, uh, oh, exchanging a criminal for some other people in uh, Swernson. And uh, I didn't say that name right, but uh, Ian McShane's character and Mr. Mm-hmm. Wood are going back and forth in they go. And uh, he goes, I'll trade you two cocksuckers for one cocksucker. And Wood goes, no, no, two cocksuckers for two cocksuckers. No, no, I didn't say that. I said two cocksuckers for one cocksucker think it was on for like four or five minutes and then it's such a, such a funny scene. Probably, but probably my favorite cuss word is just fuck. It can be used so many, you know, Yep, a great it, can used, mom. it can be used so many ways. And uh, I, 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 uh, it's, it, it's still not accepted, uh, you know, a lot, but uh, damn, it's a good word yeah. What are you going to do? What are you going to say in place of it? Freak or damn or, you know? Frick. Just, just say fuck, you know?
1: <laughs> Look, Ralphie said it. He was okay. I mean, he got a bar of soap in his mouth. That's all.
0: Yeah, that's <laughs> it. That's it. That's it. Now, see, I know that was Christmas story, right? Yeah. Yeah, see? <laughs> it's all fun and games until somebody loses an eye. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I had... I wouldn't say sheltered. Uh, I I just never saw it growing up. I never saw that whole movie until maybe two years ago. Oh, wow. Two years ago. I'd seen bits and pieces. So, you know, I didn't know what movie you were referencing by that and about shooting your eye out and getting the BB gun and, uh, you know, and all that. But I'd never, in the the leg, the the, the lamp, you know. (laughs) I knew all about that, but I had never seen the whole movie until two, maybe three years ago. <laughs>
1: what did what did Rafi call that leg? Like? Was it the uh, steaming steaming pile of sex? Something steaming light of sex, or something like that, coming out of our house? Like it was something ridiculous. I was laughing about. I I I I randomly remember seeing the. I remember seeing the scene, and then I remember him talking about the the neighbors coming around and seeing the. I think it was called the, the light festival of sex coming from her house or something like that. It was one well, of, one of you watched... guys will put it in the comments. I know you will.
0: <laughs> right. I couldn't believe when I finally did watch the movie that the father got that and then put it right on the stand, right in the front window of the house. Right. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be surprised how many times I've seen that because I'm a contractor and I get in a lot of houses. You'd be surprised how many times I see one of those lamps in a house. You know, it's uh, (laughs) It's it's an iconic thing. None of them are ever as big as that one. I mean, that one looked like it was a, you know, a big ass table lamp. The ones you see are only like a foot tall, but it's, you know, it's the same. It's the same thing.
1: (laughs) Well, Batman, those are all my questions I have for you to include the three count podcast, 10 count questions. So you call me Batman? Yeah. Is that what you does Mm -hmm. not? no, we said captain. And secondly, I just need—I need the viewers and the listeners to know where they can find you.
0: You said Batman. No, I said captain. Yeah. Uh, well, I could be getting
1: old. Maybe. I am old. I could be. <laughs> I maybe I, didn't, maybe I didn't hear that right. <laughs> yeah. I mumble a lot too. It's not—it's not fair. I'm Batman. I'm Batman. <laughs> um, well, where they
0: can find me is I'm on my. Uh, Captain Mango has the radio show. It's called Trap Rock Bay. It's on a, a internet radio station called uh, Radio Free Help City. Every night from 6 to 7, I'm on there. About that, start doing a second show. Uh, can't give you any details of when it's on, but it's going to be called, uh, doing it with a friend of mine, it's going to be called Storytellers. And it's going to be, every song in there is going to be a story song, or every song has a story. Mm you know and uh, so that should be pretty interesting um the the uh, captain decapitate you know man just watch where you know keep an eye keep an eye on my page i have facebook page for captain decapitate i got one for captain mango i got one for radio uh or trop rock bay but best way to uh to follow me see what i'm doing is just go on jesse l green um i'm not real um I need to get I need to get some uh, like ninth grader to uh, show me how to do all this social media shit. I uh, I was talking to someone last week that does this stuff, and I, I told her I said you know look, I've only I, I got a I got a web page like half set up you know, and I'm at I'm at wit's end. I I don't know I don't know how to do anything else. So I, I need somebody to get me over that over that hump
1: but no, yes, I I, and
0: movies movies right now I, uh, i've only got a, 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 I got movies coming out that have been finished that you know there should be in the next six eight months probably three four movies that i'm in i wrote a movie that i'm working on getting that set up to uh and setting up a production company to do that and i'm committed to um one movie uh, I'm excited about this because the the role was actually written for me, and it's called Anna Key, uh, kind of a uh, take off of Anarchy, and I play of course play me character like me that befriends a, a young girl that's um, you know just out there, you know like I was at 23, mm-hmm. and of course I try to I try to uh, you know leader down the straight and narrow but uh you know how we were 23 would we listen to a 70 year old guy you know probably not what the hell do they know but now that i now that i am 70 we know uh, whatever you're going through i've been through you know i've been through so that should be an interesting movie where hopefully uh we're going to start shooting that uh next summer next fall Awesome. And that, that might, that might be my last starring role movie. You know, I, <laughs> cause I love, I, I love doing the professional wrestling so much and to commit to, a uh, you know, uh, an independent movie, you're committing to a lot of weekends for two, three, maybe four months. And, uh, with professional wrestling now in the forefront, I can't, uh, you know, I can't, uh, take that time slot out but i committed to this movie back hell back before covid so uh, this might be my last starring role that's not gonna say that i'm not gonna be in movies i'm just not gonna i'll make i'll make uh i guess it's 70 years old i can say i'll just do cameos
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay okay you know yeah well there you have it guys so what does that mean well We got to take it home. Yeah, take this home. We're going for the finish because that is the three count podcast presents now entering the ring. And like I said, I'm your host, Clifford Red Dog Miller, the man that leads you up this mountain called wrestling. That's right. You can call me your Sherpa. But like every good Sherpa, you've had to have someone who's been there, done that, and can show you a more efficient way to get there. And so it's never about me. It's about who's entering the ring. And today you see him right there. He is the man of many names. You can call him Jess. You can call him Jess Green. You can call him Captain Mango. You can call him Captain Decapitate, but don't you call him Captain Crunch. But you know what to oh, do. Oh,
0: yeah. We didn't even touch on that shit, did we? Yeah. Don't call me Captain Crunch. Don't no. ever call me Captain Crunch. <laughs> you, can, you can get away calling me Batman every now and then, but don't call me Captain Crunch. Who, who doesn't so, want to be Batman? Everybody wants to be yeah. Batman. Hey, I'm Captain Decapitate. Why would I want to be Batman?
1: I mean, you know, I'm a pirate.
0: Yeah. Why would I want to be Batman?
1: I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm pretty sure Batman's probably out there wanting to be a pirate at one time. Probably. I think
0: I I think. I think Mark Twain once said, I, I know I don't have it verbatim, but I think Mark Twain said that, uh, you know, all of us at some point in life is, have thought about throwing away everything and just sailing off under a black, you know, a a Jolly Roger and being a pirate. He said it probably, you said it probably in 10 words, what I just took me 30 to say, but then (laughs) I'm not, I'm not freaking Mark Twain. So, you know, (laughs) so like we always say three count, like a referee. Yeah.
1: Go ahead and do the three count. Go ahead. But like we always tell you guys, you guys know what to do. So be there or you just wait. Till this episode ends, you wait for the outro, and you pick another episode to listen to. I'm waiting for the three-count ref. There's no three-count ref. Peace.